Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. They've been with us since the very beginning. If you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you gotta check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out. Use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls welcome back uh we are now officially seeing you next tuesday uh as we've uh kind of established that's what we're going to be our, our new thing now uh we are back in the solero commerce compound as always and as our good pal sean foster says you know the drill at this point uh i am charlie sanborn at c sanborn iii you are brad saucer at b sauce 96 together we are at black flag pod on all things social media that's an instagram account that's a twitter account that's on facebook more importantly that is on the patreon account where we just very recently actually did a show on there and uh uh, made a little bit extra content for you guys where you can also get 20% off all merchandise and uh, just uh, be able to interact with us a little bit easier. So uh, this is Tuesday, August 16th, 2021. We are fresh off of another race weekend yet again. Uh, I myself uh, finally got to uh, get back behind the wheel of a super late model where uh, uh, it wasn't quite the day that we wanted to have, but um, Saturday night uh, we were over at Beechridge and uh, you were also there, Bradley. Yeah, yeah, I uh, ended up doing the double actually. Um, something that I didn't even uh, think about doing. Uh, went to Beechridge first, and then good friend of the program Taylor uh, said that she might go up to Oxford after the races were over, and I'm like, you know, that's not a half bad idea right there. So then uh, we had uh, another friend of the program, Drake Rogers, who was all uh, all down for that, and uh, yeah, the the whole DG12 crew is going to be heading up there as well. I was uh, talking to Dolly, and and she said that uh, you know she was going to be heading up there, so I was like, ah. Oh, Maybe depending on what time Beatridge ends, uh, we'll, we'll make our way up. And there was only 13 or 14 uh, pro stocks there. Went green to checkered, really, if there wasn't for a, for a break at halfway. And, uh, yeah, made our way up to Oxford and, and ended up being able to catch the Granite State Race and the uh, pass mods and the past Super Late models. So, uh, all in all, had a fun day. But, yeah, you actually partook in the, the NASCARing. I did. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, it, Saturday was tough. Saturday was really hard. It was... Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, the last... I've literally been doing this for tw- 21 years at this point. I, I, my my racing career can legally drink at this point. And that's it's kind of wild for somebody who's not even 30 yet. And uh, I've done this a lot. Done, uh, been a lot of places. Done a lot of things. Been very fortunate uh, in that time frame. And uh, worked work my... And, you know, I'm going to jerk myself off here a little bit. I've worked my balls off to kind of get where we're at. And... Uh, We've only been able to race it three times, but whether it be because of finances or uh, just just not having re- the resources or the whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. And uh, Saturday we finally got the the full package together to to try and and run the Granite State race. Where um, I I'd love to talk about the Granite State Pro Stock Series really quick. They they do a phenomenal job in terms of um, their social media presence. They 
um, know how to put on a show. They for sure do. They, they, and you as the competitor too, uh, very rarely do you get the actual like director of the series and Mike, this is Mike Parks. He, um, you know, very rarely do you see the director of a traveling series go throughout the pit area and talk to literally every single driver that has showed up to try and support their, their series. And, uh, I've only done it twice and I've seen Mike Parks both times. And, uh, you know, it's the little things like that. And, uh, you know, another thing to go off of too is, you know, we're, we're friends with a lot of photographers. We have a lot of photographer friends, uh, uh, Daniel Eugene, uh, incredible at what he does. Jamie Williams, incredible at what he does. Uh, Oriana Lovell, incredible at what she does. Um, there's just, there's a whole gaggle of them. Jeff Brown, Tom Morris. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Brown, Tom Morris, all of them. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave Brandon is another one uh, with the yep. Granite State Pro Stock Series, where you know he he literally just dumps them out there for free too. So I, it, they they do a genuine service for the the art of motorsports. Uh, they are artists themselves, uh, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out. Like we appreciate everything that you guys do. It's uh, um, something that's not easy. It, it is a talent. It is a it's a dying form of art as well too, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, you know we we just appreciate you guys. So. Uh, that being said, we, we uh, had the, the car up at Ellsworth all week, and uh, Wyatt Alexander Racing, they were uh, gracious enough to offer the help to uh, kind of go through my car. We have uh, relatively similar cars. They're both Clattenburg chassis, and uh, they offered to just kind of go through it with us and you know see what we can find and and um you know just kind of basically hold our hand through it and uh you know that that's the type of stuff that we need at this point and uh th- they did that and we went up there we made the trek all the way to Ellsworth which by the way is not fucking close to literally anything especially Scarborough Maine um but we did it we 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 went through it found a lot of things uh learned a lot of things um and unfortunately on Saturday it, it just didn't seem to show um you know again kind of going back on circumstances and everything we didn't have any practice tires we were on 150 lap bones from the last time we were at Beechridge to practice on um kind of hard to learn any information off of that um and then kind of discovered uh, an issue with um uh, eventually found out it was the ignition uh where the car was just kind of spitting and sputtering and doing all sorts of weird things after it would get to a certain temperature um, which we then found out that uh, after getting the car it's got the wrong exhaust on it but that's a whole different story that uh those closest to me know know all about but um yeah it's uh it was tough i felt like i uh let a lot of people down that have been there uh to support me uh through through this what was a dream that's slowly turning into a nightmare but um i know that we'll work through it we'll uh we'll we'll learn what we need to learn we'll get where we need to be and we'll uh hopefully be able to end up putting some results up of some sort uh instead of you know, parking it halfway through the race because it, it won't run right. So, uh, just, it was a little embarrassing, a little unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I appreciate everything that, you know, the war team did for us. We parked next to them. They, uh, they were, they were there every step of the way. They went through the whole car every time we needed them to, and, uh, answered every single question. Bob Alexander is an incredible human where he knows, um, he's probably, he's probably forgotten more things than most of us will ever know. So, um, yeah, it was incredible to them. And I, I just felt like I let a lot of people down on Saturday. So, uh, chasing the checkered, uh, Amy Harrop, we love you. Um, Ben Bozowski, Hudson Speedway, we love you. Barth Brothers Racing, uh, Team Cosmo, uh, just everybody who has had a helping hand in that Portland limousine. Um, it was it was tough. Saturday was really tough. But, uh, 
there was 14 cars because uh, for whatever reason touring series like to compete on events and uh, when you have one that pays $25,000 later in the year and you have qualifying races for it a lot of people are going to trek up to Oxford so uh, after the Beechridge race which again I don't think it was a bad show I got to watch some of it <laughs> unfortunately um, you know sports series sports series race I guess was pretty entertaining Wildcats all of it at Beechridge um, but you went to Oxford after the events and Scarborough and there were what damn near 40 late models, 30 modifieds, all sorts of cool stuff over there. Yeah, there was, there was, uh, at least 30, I believe modifieds that took the green flag. They, they balled a bunch of them up pretty early and actually kind of just throughout the whole event. But, uh, yeah, I did realize that I watched, uh, 270 laps of super late model racing on Saturday night. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool, yeah. Uh, I watched two people lead laps. <laughs> All right. Did I not? I'm, I'm pretty sure Corey Bubar Corey led every Bubar. single lap of the Granite State race. Who won at Oxford? Cassius Clark. Oh, okay. Who led every single lap, I believe, of that race as well. So um, great racing throughout the field, I mean, at, at both events. So can't complain about that, but it was just ironic, a little weird. Um, yeah, so we showed up, and, and uh, yeah, Taylor and I jumped in the car right after the Granite State race ended, headed up to Oxford, Got there um, just at the same time that Dolly was coming down to grab some beers. So one thing that I found out early um, is that the beer stand at Oxford, they give you a wristband and you're allowed five beers. <laughs> I've heard this, yes. So they they put an X, that, and by they, I mean the, the one lady that's working there. Uh, God bless her. Uh, she puts an X on your wristband and you're allowed five. So when someone says you're allowed five, typically you're... You're allowed five, five, right? Like, like one, two, three, four, five. Like after you hit five, then that means you're done. And they have a sharpie that says so because they write on your wristband. Math checks out. Okay, so I walk up, I grab two Mick Ultras, and uh, everyone else grabs a couple, two, three handfuls of Bud Lights. We go back up. And there's like four or five of us up there in, in our little crew. I guess maybe six of us drinking, whatever. Well, we're now. Like we're we're right in the middle of the past mod race and they kept wrecking like everything. So now we're finishing alcohols and we need to like take a take a look around and see who has X's available to go get more beer. So I finished one beer and, and when we were down talking to the lady, I didn't know what time she was gonna close and I knew we were coming to the end of the past mod race. There's only one race left in the night. Uh so she wasn't really sure when she was gonna close either. So I basically drank one beer. And uh, I went down and grabbed another one and asked her what time she was going to close. She said 9 o'clock. It was now 8.30. So I went back and reported that to our crew of people that were, were watching this, this uh, festivity. And uh, they all took note of it. And uh, the next time they were done their beers, it was probably like 8.45, 8.40, whatever. Um, they went down to go get a couple more beers. Well, I guess the lady wasn't necessarily having a, a great night. Um, and there was there was a little bit of attitude exchanged each way, <laughs> which I um, understand. Between, if you're telling me I if I can only have three of my five between beers, the two I'm parties, be a cunt too. I think that she knew that um, all of us that kept coming back down were all in one group, um, and not we weren't cheating the system by any means, but we were gonna get our allotted five beers. That was the rule that you pl you placed on us, and we were each going to have five. We were each going to purchase five alcoholic beverages, whether we were going to drink five of them ourselves or whether we were going to spread them around yeah. to the less fortunate that already had their five. Yeah. They never said that you, you could only drink five beers apiece. They no. said you could only buy five beers apiece. They never said where they go, where they can be allotted to. Exactly. That's their so fault. It was yours. a whole predicament, basically. We get up there. I, I end up getting... Th I have three... Um, 
and I ended up obviously you have to max it out at five. Well, well, there's a, there's an exchange between one of our group members and the the said lady that is serving the alcohols, and um, th- there may or may not have been a little bit of tears. <laughs> um, and so I went back down to go get two more because it's now like eight forty five, eight fifty ish, where she's going to be closing in ten minutes. So she says. I walk down and I get in the line of the one person that was actually ordering and I'm right behind her and she got um, emotional. She said that she was done serving beer to us, um, that, that she was, uh, she, she didn't get paid enough to deal with what she just put up with and that um, she questioned my size. She said, uh, look like at you. Like your penis? Yeah, well, no. Oh. That, that's, well, everyone questions that, but that's wow. beside the point. I didn't just so cute. Ha- I didn't have it out at the time. That was oh. why I needed the two more beers. <laughs> so I walk up and, and uh, you know, I, I have two more X's available and she goes, no, I'm done. I'm not I'm not serving you alcohol anymore. I'm closing down. I'm, I'm done for the night. Like, I, I don't get paid. Was it nine? No. And I was like 10, 15 minutes until nine. So and I still so, had two X's available. So it wasn't nine o'clock and you hadn't purchased five beverages yet. Yes. What? Okay. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where? What? What's her argument? I hear your concerns. Where, yeah. where is her argument? I don't understand. <laughs> there isn't any. Okay. There isn't All any. Right. So just, I'm. On, we're on the same. Just page. a rough night. Okay. Just a rough night. That's, <laughs> just that's having a bad argument. time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll call her Darlene. Darlene. <laughs> Oh, and God forbid I might be right with that. Because <laughs> you're in Oxford. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, <laughs> poor Darlene. Darlene is not well, having a great night, having right? having a bad time. And, I get that. And apparently I made it worse. That's not your fault. But in, in the, the problem that really, that what really grinds my gears, let's have a nice little throwback I segment. have one of them. By the way, I, I think that we're, we're going to set that up to where that's going to be presented by Williams Race Gears. By oh, the way, that. yeah. So mm. what grinds our gears presented by Williams Race Gears, what's yours, Bradley? Because I have one for mine sure Mine is today. the fact that she was having a rough day and then my presence so much has made it worse. I don't know that I, I never gave her attitude. Well, I was maybe very if you nice. actually I gave her presence. I was... Well, I did. I I tipped her every time I went up there. Well, I gave her she, a dollar. She definitely can't bitch then. No. Yeah. See, I thought that I was doing good. So, what was your grinds your gears before I get back to Darlene? So, you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> well, what what grinds your gears? So, I you? work I work at a, an establishment in which we fix people's cars, right? But we're attached to a building that sells car parts. Mm-hmm. People that ride motorcycles that then walk into the building wearing their helmet. Mm. Well, you never know. And they and they <laughs> they act. <laughs> As though that, that's normal. Like that, like that, like they're just having a conversation with you, as if they are not wearing a motorcycle helmet inside while buying something at the counter. If if you're walking into an establishment with a helmet on and you didn't just land from the space shuttle, <laughs> you, 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 you're doing, doing it. You wrong. need to do a lot less. <laughs> that's, that's the only logical explanation. Because if you walk in with an astronaut suit on, that is incredible. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's gonna at least gonna like spark a question. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, not be like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but it was also one of those ones too. It was like, it was one of those guys that like he rides a motorcycle, but you can tell he takes it entirely too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like he had like the full like. Like the the ro- like the the jacket thing that's like made of nylon with mm. like the hockey puck elbows and stuff like that. Like thinks he's like one of the moto gp guys but like for sure isn't and has a helmet that not only has like the clear shield like a normal helmet but there was a button on the top oh. that like did like a like a top gun fucking so, so maybe he did come from outer space yeah and, and he like walks through the door and flips the sunglasses part up of his helmet 
and just proceeds with his business and wears the helmet the entire interaction with well, the part side like it, that was that was okay and normal to well, do well maybe he didn't have a mask and that was his mask you know those face shields that work terrifically i assume right. allow air flow right underneath the yeah mats. whilst riding a motorcycle right yeah if you don't really think too much about it it makes perfect sense plenty of sense yeah yeah. Uh, so that was yeah. That was my grinds, my grinds. Interesting. So Darlene, is that not <coughs> weird though? That's very weird. Okay, thank a, you. It's, a, it's a very bizarre move. Um, yeah. God forbid it, you even. And it happens all the time. There's there's people in the world that will go into a store and take their hat off, let alone yeah. fucking like, like, yeah. like, like if I if I'm on a motorcycle, the first thing I do when I park is, you take your helmet off. <laughs> yeah. Like even in the race car, the fr- I, I, like how I bad get, at you at walking. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, are you that afraid of life? No, you just got off the danger. Yeah, like the, <laughs> 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 why is it still on? You've already sure. exited the yeah. danger zone. Oh, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Darlene, Darlene, uh, she's having a rough night, and, yeah. and uh, apparently my presence made it a lot worse. She starts questioning my physique. She goes, "I'm, I'm done selling beer for the night. I, look at you, you, you." you can you even handle five beers? I mean, these are talls. And I'm like, miss. <laughs> oh, honey. This is 13 and 14 on the day. <laughs> um, handling five beers was a was a problem for Brad Lee, not Brad Ferd. And right. Brad Ferd is here to order two more. Please and thank you. Um, and I was very nice, very calm. And I, I didn't you know, cause a scene or anything. Which she was not like you. She was the scene. Uh, I was just there for the arms race. But right. she, I don't know, like... Yeah. So she was having a bad night. She questioned that. And then she questioned who was driving home. I was like, there's 150 laps of racing left and they're not even done the modified. And how does she know that? I assume that there was at least one camper on the premises. True. How does she not know that you're in one of those? Right. Well, I could have. Yeah, sure. You know, when you assume what you you do you do something with you make your butt. A, you make a yeah you have <laughs> diarrhea or something yeah you, you do something with your ass I think I yeah don't know. yeah twerk but, yeah mm-hmm. you get it so I I'm like oh the the girl that came up the first time because Taylor grabbed one beer and I was m- maxing out and I'm like the girl that came up the first time is driving home and she goes oh well describe her for me I'm like um built stronger than I am like a brick shithouse kind of. She has like really short black hair, like black sweatshirt. And she's like, and she's the one driving. And I'm like, miss, give me my fucking beer. What is this, like, cops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a, like, do, do, I, do, do I need to like, do you need spell my the alphabet name? Yeah. fucking upside down or what? Do you want like, me to uh, walk on the bar? What's happening? Yeah. Like, I, it was just, it was such a scene. And then we, we get, I mean, she finally caves and gives me my two beers and but she and she apologized she was she was just having a rough go of it for that little brief second and i and i was very respectful and nice and and i don't i just wanted my fifth my fourth and fifth beer of the event before nine o'clock yeah before which i literally went through every there was there was multiple things that i had to do i had to only have five and i had to be there by nine o'clock and i did both of which and it apparently i'm not tall enough or big enough tall to, enough to ride that ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not tall enough to ride five michelob ultras i guess i mean fucking Jeez. christ god forbid she knows that i had seven at the golf course and yeah. fucking five bud lights before I even got to oxford but that's you know hey it was it was quite the day um and you know i she knows more about my tolerance than i do do i guess how, so. how was the nascaring at oxford oh how, it was great yeah. so um it was probably lap six of the modiford race and max cookson was high wide and handsome three wide on the outside just blown by people um like they didn't exist and uh so i looked at everyone that we were with and i'm like max cookson's gonna win this race well garrett lamb's in the lead between the two of them 
I would have much rather seen Garrett win because he hadn't won before. And Max has won a couple, two, three times this year, I think. Love both of them. Great guys. <laughs> um, and Garrett was leading, you know, when this was all transpiring. Max was c- catching him. There was a late race yellow. Garrett would have won. There was a late race yellow. Made it interesting, whatever. And Garrett ended up taking the win, which was cool. Max was right on his bumper, and, and uh, Max was the first one out of the car to go over to congratulate him. So that was cool to see, like the sportsmanship between two BFP friends of the program. Um, was, yeah, there was we, no BFP on BFP violence, right? Well, not in that regard. That's good. There was probably some more throughout the field, well, but you know, there was too many. There was too many wrecks to even know which <laughs> ones were caused by who and what. And there was just, I mean, they they wrecked some shit. It wasn't like that they destroyed some shit, but there was just a yellow every couple two three corners. And the Modifords, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. can't have that. <clears throat> the Super Late models were much more clean. Put on a put on a great race. It was so. I we got. I want to. I know we're a week early. We might as well. It's you know. Let's just we'll we got to do like our favorites for the Oxford 250 because I think that uh, if there was some bet, if there was some odds on the line, I think Joey DeWiron is is the the it's betting favorite. That's I mean, because the first to last pass race that I went to, or went in July or whatever, uh, Joey DeWiron started like 23rd, and by lap like 12, he was like fourth. And he just went by everyone on the outside, and he was just digging. And I'm like, Joey DeWiron's going to win. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's still 138 laps to go. Well, Joey goes on to win the race. Same kind of thing happened uh, this past weekend where we got there super late. We didn't see any of the heats, didn't see the consies. Apparently, they balled some shit up, so they didn't start as many cars as they probably would have. Um, they balled them up in the heats, consies, whatever. And so I, I just asked. I was like, oh, Joey DeWiron must be here, right? And... Like Dolly said, yeah, like, Joey, like he's here, whatever. So they had to go like two to three laps for me to realize like where Joey was. Like there was a lot of cars, whatever. And, and you know, I was on my fifth Michelob at the time. So, right. you know, fucking I can't handle it. Um, So I was seeing fucking cross-eyed. And uh, then, yeah, Joey DeWiron's just three wide uh, on the outside yeah, passing everyone. And I was like, oh, there he is. Nice to, nice to see him. So, uh, yeah, he's buzzing by everyone and, and quickly did basically the same exact thing he did in July. And I'm just watching like he... He's going to win this race. Not only that, but fucking hey, he has a, as good a shot as anyone for the 250. And uh, then Cassius Clark kind of just dick stomped him. Um, I mean, Joey Who hasn't second. really been in a car. No. All that much. Like no. at all, really. No, he was hooked up. I mean, he he was the class of the field for sure. Um, there was another late race yellow where it looked like Joey might be able to get back to him. Um, <clears> but no, Cash just pulled away. So uh, but it was it was a good race all throughout the field. It was, it was uh, great to see that many cars there at Oxford. And, um, you know, it's... It's exciting to know that we're two weeks away from uh, the granddaddy of them all. The Oxford Two Fifty. Yeah, we'll. we'll uh, I think we might watch that. You know. Yeah. Uh, if I can, you know, we'll, we'll be there. If I can stomach five Michelob Ultras, well, I'll be in the stands. Yeah. No. Well, it, it'll, stands it'll be in the pits. It'll be. It'll be an event. It's. It's one of our top, top things to go to every year. I think, and uh, that's actually where we met. That's where this all started. So. Uh, special place for that race for all racers, I think, in this region. It's, give, uh, give me, give me. You haven't really been to the the Oxford Pass races this year. But I just, really just, haven't. Just no. fire, fire off your five favorites off the top of the dome for the 250 this year. It's got to be Dave Farrington. It's uh-huh. got to be probably, like you said, Joey Dewiron. Yeah. Um, I think maybe one of the outsiders coming, whether it's a Stephen Nassie or a Ty Majeski. Uh, those are going to be ones to watch. But it's also going to be very different from what they typically do. So I don't know how well they actually might do. I don't um, think Ty Majeski's coming, but Stephen Nassie might stay down here in the basement. So. <laughs> I that was a joke. Hope not. <laughs> someone someone screenshotted him asking. Uh, maybe I think it was me actually. Yeah, 
I screenshotted. He asked uh, one of the friends of the program or whatever on Twitter that uh, he asked if there was any you know any leads on where to stay because there's no fucking places to stay up here other than the casino and the one across the street, which are usually probably booked by like I don't know February. Right. Um, so I screenshotted it and sent it to our group chat, the gaggle of uh, really big idiots and uh, just <laughs> really big idiots. Yeah, uh, 2.0. And yeah. uh, sent a screenshot to the group and said, there's plenty of room at the compound. Uh, we won't be staying at the compound, so no. um, that's off the table. Yeah, he, he can have the key, I guess. I don't Yeah, no. I mean, he can, yeah. Whatever. Just, dude, whatever. You, yeah, just bring, uh, bring a tent. <laughs> Rent an uh, RV. No, I think I think our plan is we're going to take the race trailer. Yeah. We're going to take the race trailer. And, and the more we thought about it, the more it actually kind of made sense. It has AC. It's got an awning. Yeah. I have tables and plenty of chairs. We have plenty of mattresses. There's closets. There's all all sorts of stuff in there it's it's basically a camper without a bed yeah um that we just put race cars in usually so uh two two more names uh let's see here well derek's going right yeah that'll yeah that'll be one. he's i mean you just can never count Derek out i feel no matter where he is um he doesn't really like oxford all that much but um, who does no I, I i like an oxford for what it is um and then what's that four yeah. Hmm. Oh, Jeff Taylor. Mm. Jeff Taylor. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. come out. He he's he's found every single way to lose that race. I was I was thinking about every that. single way to lose was, that race. I was hoping that we wouldn't have as as close to the same uh, picks, but uh, Joey Dwyer's definitely on there. Probably the number one pick. Uh, Dave Farrington probably damn near the number two pick. Um, it, after watching what Cassius did, I'd put Cassius right up there. Cassius is always in contention. I feel. Um, those three, and then uh, yeah, I was gonna have I was gonna have Derek, um, just because Derek is good wherever he goes. You know, you got to ride the momentum from Jennerstown, yeah. And then and then your first truck start, you know, it's, exactly. it's gonna, you know, exactly. The worldwide Technology Motor Raceplex in Oxford, Oxford are basically the same racetrack, <laughs> yeah. And the same equipment, and could the same. not be any more identical, really. <clears throat> so I mean, those those four right there, and then uh, let's give a nod to. Ooh, there's a lot of people that you go with. Uh, it's the two, it's 250. Anyone could win. But uh, let's go with Mike Hopkins. Mike Hopkins was pretty fast uh, at Oxford on, on Saturday Can never night. count out Curtis Gary either. Yeah, he he wasn't at Oxford, which uh, kind of played into my my whole little idea there. But Mike, Mike, uh, I feel like Mike's one of those that's, that's always good kind of wherever he goes as well. Um, and maybe him winning an act race, which obviously isn't the same thing, uh, plays a factor into me putting him in there. Maybe it also, maybe it's just because we're big Mike Hopkins fans, right. you know? Hey, you got to be a little uh, biased from from time to time. But I, honestly, that that was going to be a toss up. Uh, my my mind was telling me to go with Johnny Clark. My heart was telling me to go with Mike Hopkins, um, and I don't necessarily know Johnny Clark, so. Mike Hopkins it is. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, the Ox 250 is going to be one hell of a show. Well, the, the problem with the 250 and the question specifically that you asked, like if you pick five, yeah. there's going to be probably 70 cars in the pit area. Yeah. At least. Of which probably 40 could win the race. And, that, and that's not even, like, being totally out of whack, I think. Of the 40 cars that are going to start that race, probably the majority of them could potentially win it. Yeah. Um, which is wild because there, there's not really that much type of comp. There's not that close of a competition, I believe, 
typically throughout a super late model, big event throughout the country. You have the Snowball Derby, but you have, you know, a handful of guys that are going to win that probably. You've got the All-American 400, same thing. Winchester, same thing. But the Oxford 250, you, you literally could have somebody just because it's based off of your draw, how your heat race goes. If you have to go to a concy, there's all there's so many different moving pieces and parts. And it's a big chess puzzle game that it literally creates and scrambles it so much that literally anybody could win that race. Um, and that's, I think, part of why we all love it. I think it's, um, it's a, it's our, it's our own spectacle for our region, um, and we are two weeks away from it. And I am fucking excited. Yeah. Uh, one last little tidbit: sneaky dark horse pick uh, that could come in at number six, or just put him at number five. Uh, also biased because I grew up with the kid. But Brandon Barker uh, won not only the qualifier race, the, not this past one, but the one before that. Um, also ran in the top five for the majority of the 150 uh, this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, speaking of events that we look forward to in a year, uh, I would say that this weekend's event was top on the podium, at least, for events that we've been looking forward to since it was announced. Uh, the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour coming to Beach Ridge in our backyard. Ever since I saw the NBC Sports Network truck pull in and start to get ready for that race, I've been fucking pumped about that. Yeah, We're going to have all of our Connecticut friends there, all of our Massachusetts friends, all of our fucking Modified friends, um, plus all of our local friends. And it's going to be a big-ass giant party, I think. Um, that I think the race itself, it'll be far different than the MRS modified race because the tires are a little bit different where I think that they can beat on them a little bit harder for a longer amount of time, as opposed to the, uh, the MRS style tires where they're a little bit softer. You have to do a lot of saving. And then depending on how much you save, that's just a big head game. Um, but I think the, the mod, the, the mods for the NASCAR guys are going to be a little bit more all out. Um, I think it's going to be a show. Um, and I think it's really cool to finally have, you know, kind of the throwback of the modifieds coming back to Beechridge, where Beechridge was always famous for modified racing. That was the place you wanted to be to be the top guy in your region. If you were driving a modified Beechridge was the place. And then they kind of sh- strayed away from that over the last gaggle of years or so. But, uh, NASCAR mods are back. Um, I remember going as a little kid and, um, you know, my, my grandma, what is it? My grandmother's cousin, uh, was Ray Banzel and Ray Banzel owned the Sunoco number eight that, um, you know, Steve Park drove at Rob Fuller, Jeff Fuller, all those guys, they drove that race car, uh, for Shiba racing. So, um, I remember going in the pit area and, you know, driving the hauler out of the, the, the pits and all that stuff. So that's, that type of stuff is really cool to kind of see those guys coming back. And, you know, we're going to see Justin Bonsignor at Beach Ridge. Um, you know, we're going to see all those top guns there and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a show. Old Doug Kobe. Yeah. Good, good friend of the program. Yeah. Uh, did you see <clears throat> Doug Kobe's truck that looks just like his Modiford? Because that fan. is going to be big fan. <clears throat> that's a die cast I'd buy. Yeah. It's a purchase um, for sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. So it's gonna be cool to see all those guys up up this way, and uh, that's one thing that I do not remember was uh, the modified tour being at Beechridge. I don't know that I necessarily went to Beechridge all that often back then. I, I been, was I was real little. What is and, it? I think it's been since like 2007 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was 11, and by then I didn't have a license to drive myself to the racetrack. Yeah, so, so I would be maybe not real little, but I, I, well, when the you know, Sheba racing was around. I was really little. Um, that was like before I was even racing. Yeah, I remember that stuff, but even going back to like having NASCAR, like the Bush North series come in and you know, it legitimized for us local people who, who were there every week trying to support the racetrack. It legitimized like what you were doing. Oh, it was yeah. like, it was like, Oh shit. Like we were that close. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're that you can, I can touch it. Like it's there. 
Um, so it, it always legitimized like not only the location of Beechridge, which is gorgeous. It, it's, it's, it's in my opinion, one of the top facilities in terms of, uh, appearance, how they put a show on, uh, competition and, and divisions that they have. Um, again, call me biased, whatever it is, I don't care, but I I've been to a lot of different racetracks and I, that's the fo- opinion that I've formed. Um, but having that in combination with NASCAR and the modified series, which is of the top four NASCAR series, I think is probably the best, the modifieds for sure. Um, and I, I just, I think it's going to be a spectacle and I can't wait to see what they put on. Yeah. I also share that, that opinion, the best, best division out of the four. And, uh, it's cool. It's cool to see. So it was cool to see them go to white mountain. Um, because that was something that I think at least in my mind, I was like, shit, they're coming up like our way. Yeah. Like, that's cool. But now the fact that I can wake up tomorrow or Saturday or whatever and fucking go five minutes down the road and that's where they're going to be. That's cool. And that also, it also elevates it for all the local competitors, not whether it's on it's, I'm I'm assuming they're not going to put a beetle bug race on NBCSN, but it's just cool because there's more eyes and there's more people that are going to be showing up. So it's going to be cool for anyone to go out there and win on Saturday. So, um, and then not only that, but, um, yeah, I would assume that we're going to have quite the party on Saturday evening. Um, because we've, we've, uh, We've been deprived of that at Beechridge recently. Um, I can only remember, obviously, the Granite State, the um, or the MRS race was cool to hang out with uh, everyone after the races were over. Granite State last year, um, when they came, was was cool because there was a lot of people that camped out there. But nothing's been. That, we haven't had a big event since the last past 300 well, weekend. Uh, I was going to say so. since the removal of the past 400 weekend 400 at Beechridge, which which that was that was a fucking. Oh yeah, that that was a party. That was. And, I remember the last and, one. Like five halves. I remember the last one. Like so it was the closest thing that I can. And it's, I mean, like now I I've been to Stafford and I've seen like what they do on like a regular like whenever they have a, a two events I guess in a weekend and they do Friday Saturday or Friday Saturday Sunday whatever the fuck they do when there's a, just a ton of people around. That's kind of how Beechridge was um, because it was uh, it was cool. Like you'd I would go and park over by like where you enter the pit area and you know, you'd go over and you'd hang out with a bunch of people, have a, like be at a fire at someone's camper. And then, you know, we'd, you'd go on tour and you'd go across the street into the, other, the main parking lot behind the grandstand. Which was usually campers a little bit everywhere. Crowd. Yeah. And it was just, but it was, it was one of those events where like, you know, sometimes you go to the racetrack and there'll be eight campers and you have your group. Yeah. Well, no, it's, you know, the Beechridge weekend at the end of the year was always, you know, you have your group, but there's groups everywhere yeah. and you're going to go and find other people to it, hang out with and see what's going on everywhere else. It's actually funny that we, we brought this up because jo- Josh Hodgson, he lives down the street here. Um, he was over here helping me, you know, scrape, scrape some paint off the house and do some stuff like that. And, um, it's wild where you know kids like him or even you know Nate Barth they don't remember that they don't they don't they didn't get to partake in any of that and it that sucks for me because it's like well fuck that was always like the one of the biggest events what like you were saying the past 400 weekend it was a three-day event Friday Saturday Sunday Friday was all day practice um Saturday uh well Friday was all day practice with like a, a midweek program show um saturday was another midweek show um you had like the mad bomber races you had all that stuff but then it was also qualifying for sunday uh there was usually a double header modified show pass mods were saturday and sunday 
Um, and then like the, the sportsmen were Pat, but when the pro all-star series still had a sportsman division, they had a hundred lap race on Sunday. You qualified on Saturday. Like you slept over at the racetrack. Like you felt like a big deal. Uh, same thing with the super lame models qualified all day, Saturday, did all your heats, consies, all that stuff, uh, to set the field for the 300 lap eventual super late model main event. Um, where, you know, one of the, one of the coolest shows I've ever seen, uh, was Mike Rowe, where he was just running like dog shit for like the majority of the race, just plowing like a dump truck. And then all of a sudden he did something, you know, turn the jets on whatever. And he just started buzzing around cars on the outside with like, not that many laps to go and ended up winning the race. And everybody was just fucking dumbfounded at what he had done. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stories like that, that, you know, they, they, they were attached to that event and attached to that racetrack that a lot of the newer kids that, that they never got to experience that. So, um, I think that this is a step in the right direction. I think it's going to be something that, uh, people are going to be able to look forward to if it does progress and into something like a yearly thing. And, uh, yeah, I think it, like I said, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. We'll have to get some wristbands for uh, Nate there and uh, <laughs> see if he can't come, uh, have a couple of waters or Pepsi's or whatever, yeah. whatever the kids are drinking nowadays, you know, Mountain uh, Dew. Yeah. Fucking. Pfizer vaccine, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what people. I don't know what the kids are drinking. I just stick to the Michelobes and the Bud Lights of the world. A little Bush Light Apple never yeah. hurt. Never no. hurt. I, an I, apple I a day. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Is, yeah. that, is that what the kids are saying? Or that they did say at one point. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be uh, regardless. I don't know. I don't know how many cars are going to show up. There could be six of them. I don't give a fuck. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be super cool to see a lot of our friends, and uh, they're all going to be in our backyard. So. Um, they might end up in our backyard. Who knows? Yeah, if they I mean, miss, they, they we're not that far away. Yeah, I just uh, I just meant if they drink enough. But, oh well, yeah, um, I'm down. Actually, I ran farther from beat from here to Beatridge. I ran farther from the from the, the, the booby store. store. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hey, you never know. You, you get a couple, two, three drinks in you, and we're, uh, it's all literally of a about you're... what three miles. Yeah, probably something like not that. not even. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anybody that wants to come out and hang out, we got, we got a, we got the VIP compound here. We got the uh, Solero commerce compound, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll hang out. Anybody's welcome. Um, so, uh, that being said, that is where BFP will be this weekend presented by any racing news. Yep. Is that, is that all we're doing? Is there anything Sunday, Friday? Um, well, Friday, Derek Griffith is running a NAS truck. True. So, um, tune into that. I assume it's on Fox Sports one. one. Yep. yep. Uh, in St. Louis, St. Louis, mm-hmm. Martin. Um, and yeah, Sunday, I don't think that there's anything. Just recovery day, probably, I would assume. It's a built-in recovery day from when the modified tour comes for the first time in 14 years. Uh, going to need enough. it. Probably going to need it. Couple, couple, two, three Advils. And uh, yeah, should be a good show. I'm excited. Uh, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people that don't usually come out to the racetrack that are going to come out of the woodworks for this one. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's going to be an event. Uh, for sure. Um, but that being said, uh, Patreon, we've had some new people come on. Have you, have you seen that? Yeah, I, I actually, so we need to, I, I want to read this real quick because, uh, well, a friend of the program, James Goodman, uh, had, it went through a fire and, uh, yes. Dylan, Dylan Cabral, uh, had posted a paragraph that we, we will share on our social medias, um, where he is collecting, uh, donations and stuff. But on August 8th, a very close family and sponsor to DC Motorsports had a garage fire that happened and destroyed their family auto body business. James Macy and baby James Goodman, are a part of the racing community at Speedway 95. Us at DC Motorsports would like to help gather any donations for the Goodman family. All proceeds will go to the Goodman family to help get their business back up and running. With each donation made, your name will be placed on a ticket, and we will have a drawing done on September 26th for two general admission tickets to Oktoberfest at Lee, 
or Smacktoberfest at Waterford Speed Bowl. In advance, DC Motorsports and the Goodman family would like to thank you all for your donations. Uh, if donating any money, please use cash or Venmo. Venmo is at Dylan-Cabral-2. Uh, please share and donate, so we'll post that, and uh, hopefully we can get some shares out of that and uh, obviously some donations to help out. For sure. James Goodman, he's a hot shit. Uh, he's he's one that's been around the, the, the mini stock type cars for a very long time. Uh, he's won a lot of races, I believe, too. And uh, he just, just got this Benny's auto body off the ground. And he actually... Um, a lot of people don't know this, but when we went down to Hickory, he was one of the ones that uh, threw me threw me some money to uh, make that event happen there. So uh, Benny's Auto Body, James Goodman, he's a hot shit. You know, he met up with us at Star that one night, threw us a bottle of Pink Whitney, and he just he just wants to party, he wants to race cars, he wants to do that. But um, he uh, stuck his neck out there to make a living for himself at his home and doing auto body work. And he does incredible. He does incredible work too. If you look at the pictures of what he does in in in, in his shop for what it is, um, he does incredible work and. Um, just very unfortunate that that all kind of literally went up in flames and, uh, lost a lot of things that aren't replaceable, but everybody's safe and happy and okay now. Um, but he needs to rebuild. So anything that we can do to try and help that along, I'm, I'm all in for that. So, uh, we'll, we'll try to share that information on the socials and I'll try to direct you to wherever that needs to go. Yep. hundred percent. So help any way you can. Five bucks is yeah. five bucks. A buck's a buck. It's 100 yep. pennies closer. So apparently, I mean, I, I assume they would they will uh, appreciate it. The lady whom I tipped at Oxford did not. <laughs> uh, that's all right. We'll make up for it in sales next next uh, two weeks or so. So um, that being said, we've also uh, yeah, everybody who's uh, bought merch recently. Holy shit! Thank you. Uh, we that shit's been flying off the the backs that we have that, at tracks and off the shelves or whatever you want to call it. Um, new designs are out now too. Uh, courtesy of Elevate Designs and the Graphic Scoop working together there. Uh, we love to see it supporting our local businesses around here. Um, you know, we got a new Right Like This t-shirt. We've got a Front of the Program t-shirt. We've got hats coming along as well, too. I think the newest order is going to be black and gray mesh. Um, yeah, so, that's that's going to be very temporary. That's just going to be a, it's a limited supply for Oxford because uh, the black and white mesh was not available. They're so, hot. They were hot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there there will be more of the black and white if you if that tickles your fancy a little bit more. Um, tickles your pubic bone or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah. tickles you where you, you pee, yeah. um, th- those will be available. Probably not at Oxford, but you know, hey. Stranger things have happened. Exactly. So, like Charlie was saying, especially with us, we did. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> did you hear about the story that one time where I ran home from the booby store down I ninety five? Bradley, I was with you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, you you were <laughs> well, running with me. I was. I partook in festivities. Oh, well, yeah. that was my first five k. Um, yeah. been training my whole life for it. Drinking alcohol. Uh, so yeah, like Charlie said, we had some new patrons. Uh, kind of got away from doing this, and it only lets us update to July twenty second. Uh, Robert Higgins, Devin O'Connell, Andrew. Uh, I think that just everyone that's been named Andrew ever. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, no last name attached to that one. Dylan Thomas and Mike Donahue Jr. Uh, big, you know, big supporters of the program. People on Patreon really don't understand how much that how much they actually help us. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be something that we're, I'm excited to get to. I'm not excited to get to the off season. I should never ever say that because it's going to be very sad and very boring, and very lonely. But that being said, that is where really where we got a, most of our content that's up oh, on Patreon yeah. is is when you don't there's not other things to do. I mean, obviously you're you're working on your car and and uh, I've been just trying to be able to afford everything that we've been doing, like a kamikaze trip to uh, Watkins Glen well, in Jennerstown. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that now. Uh, 
It just, you know, yesterday I was sitting at work just staring at the wall and I was like, I think that I want to go to Nashville and I think that let's go to the All-American 400. And so now I think that we're going to do that. And, you know, then the Snowball Derby and, and all these events that uh, they, they're not free, unfortunately. Not no, quite. they're not. Um, I mean, they could be, but um, we don't get uh, literally anything we've ever been promised. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Patreon. Um, we, we, yeah. Love, we love everyone that subscribes We love on our Patreons. We love our, our, our friends of the program and hey i mean if you're gonna buy like i I think a lot of people will just jump on and and uh, if they're gonna buy a t-shirt jump in and grab the code and you know it the code changes every month or so um but yeah i mean you jump in jump in and you're gonna save the amount of money you just paid to be a subscriber on patreon and plus you get i don't know 12 shows or something like that and uh giveaways yeah the the content doesn't go away either it's there forever yeah for everything we've already done and then everything coming up so you you have if you're if you're one that binge binge listens we've had a lot of those apparently uh people that are relatively new to us they they, they've liked to start to from the beginning which it's quite the difference to what we have now but uh people like to start from the beginning blast all the way through it well if you are a pal or patron whatever you want to call it uh you got a whole other you know gaggle of episodes there to to kind of blast through too so again it's for exclusive content it's for um you to help support us where in turn we want to be able to take that and go to new places and experience new things so that we in turn can turn back around support you guys create new content and uh you know, just grow this into something even more than it already is, which is already a thousand times more than what we ever thought it was going to be. Given so. given the fact that we both have our own personal uh, Facebooks as well, it's very hard to uh, navigate and see that what people message us actually on Facebook. So when yes. Charlie does say it's easier to get a hold of us on Patreon, that does tend to be the case because whenever anyone messages us and it must message us messages us anything <laughs> on Patreon, uh, I get the email popped right up on my phone yeah, as we well as do. a Patreon notification. Um, so. Uh, can it can't miss it yeah the way messenger works on facebook it's it's very bizarre where it's like yeah. you don't get the notification unless you're like signed into that cur- account currently yeah. and i'm usually on my own because you know that's how facebook works um, i don't get notifications yeah. whatsoever and we do there every once in a while there are like uh, robo telemarketers yeah. that message us so we don't even click and open their message so it'll just tell us like and we haven't since we made the page so like we it'll say that we have new messages but we don't know what's actually new and what is new but we never clicked on it back right. from like october of 2019 so right. uh yeah or 2020 you, you, get, you it. get it yeah but yeah i mean patreon it's patreon cool. so it, it allows us to buy merchandise and so, all keep sorts this of struggling ship afloat. All sorts of things to look forward to, though. Um, yeah, big couple weeks coming. Up. It's like it's weeks. almost like this first weekend is the is like the the pre. It's like party. The, it's like the pre open show season. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the it, so the 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 NASCAR wheel modified race. Obviously, that's a big deal. It's kind of a it's a one off throughout the year. Uh, the Oxford 250 is what it is. It's a, it's our Super Bowl. Um, then we're starting to get into September, you know, October, things like that, where that's open show season, baby. And open show season is usually a fucking time where uh, that's usually where the racetracks make their money back in terms of, you know, how to pay for things and all that stuff. We're going to have, um, you know, Star Classic. We're going to have Oktoberfest. We're going to have all sorts of things that these tracks need to, uh, you know, keep themselves afloat. So, uh, we're getting there. We're getting close. This yeah. is uh, the pre pre open show season. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it. Um, I mean, just just looking at the calendar right now. I mean, holy fuck, we're going to end up going. Uh, so uh, September 10th, Friday, September 10th, I believe, is the uh, Lee Freedom 300. 
uh, weekend right after that is the Star Classic, and then you have maybe the we'll work Stafford that. Fall Final, uh, and then you got uh, is that what it's called Fall Final? Uh, yeah. And then the Oktoberfest at Lee, which also I believe is Milk Bowl weekend at Thunder Road. So take your pick. Uh, we support Lee Super Speedway, at least their bar, um, at least on Saturday, and then uh, the weekend after that is the Thompson World Series. So yeah, I mean. Fuck! You got one right after another, so strap, strap in your uh, your livers and grab some uh, Pedialyte and or Advil and or grab a Trelli or twelve, the, grab a BLA or twelve, grab a Mick Ultra or twelve, grab a Miller Lite or twelve, and and let's let's have a fucking party. Grab the Pfizer twelve and yeah. the boosters and the boner pills. No, I think that just you get the vaccine and then you got to keep getting vaccinated. What if it's like the? What if it's like just the wrong thing, and you just have a perpetual boner now because you thought it was a vaccination? What if it's like saline? Oh, hmm. oh, 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 yeah. No, but I mean that'd be cool. Um, Who do you think the control group is? The, all the people that have gotten the vaccine. Already. Everybody, everybody is the control that, group. That, that's they literally made the vaccine ten minutes ago. That's oh, yeah. everyone. They didn't have a control group. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the control group is the people that currently We're have, learning got, have gotten pricked. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like I, you know, and and that's part of the whole learning process is like it's like you you got to get the vaccination, or you got to wear a mask. And then ten minutes later, it's she got the vaccination. Not, you need to wear a mask. Yeah. And you're like, what, 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 what do you mean? I yeah. literally got the I got the vaccination, so I wouldn't get face acne. <laughs> I don't know what what do people, why do people get the vaccine? I don't know. Fucking so so I don't I don't spread it to the elderly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good good mor- moral high ground you got there. Well, well sure. I already had the the Coveronis. Gotta say, as a 25 uh, year old uh, male who works out at least every single day. For the most part, whether it's running to the cooler and back on the weekends or actually going to the gym uh, most days, uh, I gotta say it wasn't that bad. Had sniffles and uh, I felt weird for like a day, and that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, you, you you do you, boo. But you know, you gotta. I feel like big pharma kind of sus. <laughs> <laughs> you get the vaccine, all of a sudden it doesn't work. You got to get another another vaccine, and then all of a sudden you got to get a booster, and then they got the fucking Southwest variant, and you're yeah. like fucking. They and got that, the Spirit variant, yeah, the JetBlue, and yeah. fucking whatever else they got. American going Airlines on. is involved yeah. somehow. It's it's yeah. it's just it's weird. It's weird. Uh, Don't trust it. Fucking Royal Air or whatever yeah. variant, and, and Air Canada's involved. Air it's Force One variant. <laughs> it's all fucking weird, yeah, dude. Then, then Nike made it a. a a, a new syringe it's it's a whole thing uh so i mean yeah congrats i mean just thank you for doing your part yeah <laughs> <laughs> episode <laughs> this is a, this is a episode part. 128 <laughs> big pharma kind of sus uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh who's a 28 not sponsored by pfizer no god no. or whoever else moderna 28 uh kevin, kevin oliver, oliver. Davy okay. allison uh, the guy that Kenny hit Irwin. the wall really hard at Kenny Stafford. Irwin. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that, well yeah, <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Kenny <Irwin. laughs> uh, oh, um, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28. Hmm. Why can I like feel like there's a big one that we're missing? There always is. Yeah, oh yeah, we, we fucking we we miss we Bubba miss Pollard. Bubba Pollard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the twenty six of the twenty sixes. Twenty eight. I got nothing. There's, yeah, Kevin like, Oliver is the one that always pops into my face when it says yeah. 28. I always go straight to like 
figure out like what I've watched recently and where there's a 28 yeah. and I don't I just I watched a lot of racing but I also had those five Michelob Ultras and according to that lady I couldn't handle them so yeah. fuck them yeah 28 <laughs> <laughs> people are screaming right now yeah there's, there's, a, there's a lot of really upset individuals going on here 28 28 28 28 Uh-uh. Uh, no. Well, what number is Dave Cameron? Oh, 28. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm literally like going through like the divisions that I watched at Beach Ridge, and Dave wasn't there on Saturday. Well, see, I, I still think of Dave as the two. Yeah. When he used to fucking lace cock out <laughs> the Roadrunners. Can you imagine if uh, we ended the show and we hadn't we didn't say oh, Dave Cameron? That would have been bad. He's got bad, a pretty bad. big BFP sticker on his car, too. He does. Too. 28. I got nothing. Yeah, I feel like I could see it like on a yeah on a car. Yeah, it's at tough. one point or another, but I don't. I just don't know what the name or the division or the they'll get over it. Or the yeah, I don't know if they will, but that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Well, that's why we uh that's why we ask you for you to put your own pictures on the uh the Facebook post there. So uh please take offense you um, know the best thing about it is that when we go and we we spend so much time trying to figure out a 28 all we're doing is giving them more time to figure out that on their them, their 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 own on their homes <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying, I was gonna say their own and themselves at the same time them you owns. did so good <laughs> i was trying to just see how i could fuck it up even worse you, than i was already you nailed doing that it. part for <laughs> sure so, hey we're just giving them more time to just sit there and stew and just think of 28s and just you know, it, it's what, what are we doing? We're gonna go and we're gonna search twenty eight race car, twenty eight NASCARs. Uh, let's twenty eight race car images. Kenny, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, uh, nothing. No, nothing. It's the Havoline car. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's all there is really. Oh. All right. Well, Michael Self apparently <clears> for <throat> a couple Maybe. minutes. We might as well have just ended it before we said that. So. <laughs> All right, so head on over to Patreon. I'm Charlie. You're Brad. Thank you everybody that's listening. Um, again, uh, back to Saturday. Big shout out to Matt, Matt King, Ashley, Ashley DeBluis, um, for for sticking it through, going up to Ellsworth with me and back, and uh, sweating our bags off, and uh, not having a, the the result we were shooting there for. So uh, this has been episode 128. And big farmers kind of sus. You get it. <laughs> race car, race car. Here we go, race car. <laughs> <laughs>